You're listening to Fit Girl, your guide to getting in shape, the podcast dedicated to helping you get in shape and stay in shape by focusing on training, nutrition, and motivation. Work out smarter, not harder. This podcast is giving you the tips, insights, and guidance that I give all my personal training clients. You can work with me online as your personal fitness trainer and personal development coach. Check out your options at fitnessmakeover.com. This is podcast episode number 159. In this episode, we're going to continue our discussion of fat loss training for the belly and review some of the top tips. In nutrition, we're going to talk about creatine and if it's right for you and give you some motivational tips to keep you on track and to make sure you reach your goals. Well, I hope everybody survived Thanksgiving, or at least your waistline did. So the first thing we're going to talk about is motivation. So just in case maybe you didn't do as well as you had expected, we can get you right back on track. Now, the most important thing is to make a promise to yourself that you can actually keep. Don't make promises that are impossible. Don't say I'm going to do an hour of cardio every day and I'm going to do weight training every other day. It's impossible. So be realistic. And that's really the bottom line for any goal that you set as well. So the key is to break whatever it is down into small pieces because even if you start by committing to, let's say, 10 minutes of cardio three times a week, you can do that. And when you do accomplish it, you're going to actually feel good about it and be encouraged to keep on going. And then you can go to 15 minutes three times a week and so on until you get to whatever your end-all goal is. Now, when we're talking about goals, we definitely need to have something specific. So maybe in this case, your goal may be to be able to run a half an hour or an hour so that you can run in a mini marathon or a 5K or something. Or maybe you just want to build up your cardiovascular endurance so that you can keep up with playing basketball or other sports that you might be involved with. So you may be able to start out with your goal first and then break it down into pieces and figure out what your daily commitment should be. Or you might go the other way around and figure out how much time you have each day or certain days of the week and then figure out what kind of goal you want to accomplish with those. Now, of course, goals can be anything. They don't have to be fitness related. They might just be making sure you review your calendar every morning, making sure that you make certain appointments, making sure you get places five minutes earlier. You know, all of these things could also be a goal that you can break down into little pieces because any goal that you accomplish is going to make you feel better and it's going to make you more productive. And that just snowballs and really makes everything in life a lot easier or at least a little bit less stressful than if you went the other way and didn't have any goals or focus at all. And one last thing, whenever you do have goals or commitments or promises to yourself, write them down, put them down on paper. The more you can write it, the better. There's something to be said about taking your hand and putting your ideas to paper that makes a huge difference in your commitment level. The last several podcasts, we've been talking about how to lose belly fat. And even though you really can't dictate where that fat comes from, there are some 
training methods that are a little more effective for burning fat and possibly belly fat than others. Now we talked about doing strength training with a large volume and very short rest periods to build up your growth hormone and to burn extra calories and enhance your, your blood sugar levels. Or doing strongman training or some sort of interval type sprinting training maybe outdoors. Now another way would be to change up your repetitions and your sets and your tempo. So for example, let's say you decided to do six sets of squats for six to eight repetitions with just 60 seconds of rest. So that means you're going very, very heavy, heavy squats, but you're not resting to full recovery. And that will make, of course, a big impact on your cardiovascular system and also your strength and endurance. Now, what if you did 12 sets of three squats with just 25 seconds in between each set? Well, that's going to actually really burn a lot of calories. It's going to hurt, and I wouldn't want to do it, but that's another example of how you can mix everything up. Now, you can also change up your tempos. The slower, the better, because you'll be keeping more time under tension with the muscle, and that's going to burn more calories as well. So all of these are a great way to mix it up, whether you want to lose belly fat or not, just basic training tips that will help you eliminate boredom too. So I mean, there's a lot of good uses for this information. So go give some of them a try and let me know how it goes. Now what I've been finding while working in my friend's nutrition store, there's a lot of misinformation or at least confusion about creatine and what it does and you know what it can do that might be bad for you and whether women should use it or not. Well, creatine is not all bad and there's a lot of information out there that's not really accurate either. It often gets a really bad rap for holding water, um, making people puffy and all of that. And a lot of that came from the past when the initial creatines came out and there was that loading phase. And of course, a lot of people, if you say take one scoop, they'll take three. So you know, a lot of it is uh, abuse of it or incorrect usage of it, which of course is gonna change the whole ball game for any supplement or even food that you might have. Now, creatine does help to increase your muscle strength and your growth. It helps greatly in sports that require endurance because it definitely helps your muscle continue to perform um, beyond some of its normal capabilities. And some people have even found that it helps with the chronic fatigue syndrome. Now it's also known for protecting your skin from UV damage. That's something that we didn't know a long time ago. Now these are all really great benefits, but how do you use creatine and, and what is it? Well, creatine is already manufactured by your body. It's in the liver, the kidneys, the pancreas, and it occurs naturally in foods like meat and fish. And actually, meat has a lot of creatine in it. So if you're somebody that does not eat a lot of red meat or fish, then you might need to supplement with creatine. Of course, if you're trying to gain size or you want that some extra endurance, um, whether you're doing powerlifting or uh, high sprinting, then creatine is going to be beneficial. Now, one of the problems with the creatine that you would get at a nutrition store is that most people don't use it correctly. And if you take too much of it, there's going to be some side effects. And mostly, well, going to the bathroom 
the wrong way too much, um, abdominal pain that would be associated with that, and muscle cramps. And those are really not common. It, I don't know, you hear it in, in the uh, news uh, about athletes and things, but then you also look back and say, well, you're supposed to be drinking a lot of water when you have this to push it into your muscles, and these people aren't drinking enough water, or they're super high intensity in their sports, or they're adding other components to the supplement that are changing the whole dynamics of it. So smart usage of any particular item is going to get you usually results in a positive way. Um, using something wrong or combining it with some other things that you don't know how they're going to interact, not a good idea. So the bottom line is if you're going to use creatine, find a good reputable company and buy from them and then use it as directed. Don't use more, but use it as directed and maybe if you're concerned, start with a little bit less. Start with a half of a dose and build into it. Another commonly held piece of information that's not true is that um, creatine has a lot of sugar or you need a lot of sugars to get it into your muscle. And you don't really need a lot of sugars, maybe a little bit, but the newer types of creatine are so micronized, they're so tiny that they are much more effective and absorbed a lot faster. So you don't need to get all that extra calorie and, and sugar into you. Now, what I personally found as a woman, we kind of tend to hold a little bit more water. So when I do use my creatine, I'll take it either throughout the whole workout or maybe half of it during the workout and the other half during the rest of the day. So by spreading out the dose, I find I don't get very bloated. Um, of course, that's kind of an extreme. Um, a lot of people like to use it before and after their workout. And again, it depends on how much you're using. Your common dose is anywhere from 5 to 10 grams. Um, if you're a female, I would definitely stick to the 5 grams or less, maybe 3 grams. And guys can go up to 15 or, or maybe even 20 grams. Not in one sitting, okay, because that's going to give you those side effects we talked about. Always less is more and you can always increase your dose after the first week or so, not the first day. Give yourself a week for these things to kind of stabilize and see how you feel and let your body accept what you're giving it because it can be beneficial and it can certainly help you, especially with your weight training, with your recovery system too, but it's only gonna be as good as you use it. So use it correctly and if you're not sure, do some research first or post me a question on the Facebook page. As always, thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I look forward to giving you all the insights to help you reach all of your goals and to help you get the body you want and keep it. If you'd like additional information on these topics and more articles on health, nutrition, and exercise, visit allinoneworkout.com and fitnessmakeover.com.